Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. Happy Tuesday morning to you right now. 30 degrees in the capital city. Sunny skies. We're going to be back in the 50s later today. Things are looking good. Spring is near. Spring football is getting kind of near. And uh, a man who will be, be figuring largely in that and and uh, has only been here two months. My goodness. It seems like a lot longer to me. I don't know what it feels like to him. Nebraska head football uh, coach Matt Rule joins us right now. Coach Rule, good morning. How you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Good. Two months. Seem like more than that. Seems like more than that to me. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm, 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 I'm day by day, morning by morning right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so glad to have you. I wanted to introduce you to, to our, uh, we, we, we're the, uh, we're the hometown affiliate for, for Nebraska football for, for your team. And we realized we got a lot of commonalities with you. Now, number one, I'm, I like you. I'm a pastor's kid. I'm, I'm about the same age as you. So I've got that. In fact, in your, in your, uh, your, your opening remarks, you referenced, uh, what was happening and, and what you were doing in August of 1983, August 29th, 1983, to be exact, uh, at the kickoff classic going to that. I was, I was, I was not there, but I was a, a six year old pastor's kid, oddly passionate football fan that wanted nothing more than to uh, beat Penn State that I had just learned what bad calls were the year before. Uh, so I'm, I'm in the uh, I'm in the same boat as you. And the guy to my left, our traffic guy, Chris Lofgren. Say hi, Chris. Hi, coach. So, try again, Chris. Hi, coach. He, uh, Chris, you, Chris was, uh, Chris was at the game. You may have seen him, Chris. You were the, uh, you were the coach of the cheer squad at yeah. that point, right? Yeah. At East Rutherford, New Jersey. We had a lot of stuff going on that day. It was. We were also celebrating my wife and I our wedding, and so it was a a working trip so i had to go to the game and i also worked for the alumni association at the time and we had uh the cheer squad and then i my responsibilities were hosting the uh husker pep rallies before away games and we had a pep rally in central park in new york city wow that was really fun wow right right your right by your stomping grounds there matt at that point right Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then we got our, our our news guy Mark. Who this is interesting because I know your family came moved east from from suburban Kansas City. Mark at that time in 1983 was managing a radio station in Topeka, Kansas, WIBW. That your your folks might have listened to uh, K State Royals or K State football on, uh, right, Mark? Do I have that right? The information right there. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, about that time that I got into the Kansas uh, market. So welcome uh, to Nebraska, Coach. And looking forward to a great season. Thank you. And then, and then Caleb Henry, our our sports director, who was not alive at that. I'm point. the baby he's, millennial. He's our millennial. Okay. We got the two boomers. <laughs> I'm the ex. He's the uh, he's the millennial. So uh, so Caleb, uh, take it away. What do you got? All right, well, coach, because I'm the sports director, I'll actually ask you a question here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you guys have been here, and I just I'm very curious where that desire comes from for you. And you've you've obviously done it other places, but 
to make an, an impact in the community, make yourself known to a, a local community, your presence known across the state with all of the high schools. Um, you've been at other Husker events. Like, where, where does that desire come from for you to be known and be part of a community, even though you've only been here a couple of months? Well, I'd say, first of all, it's not to be known, you know, um, it's, you know, but I am part of the community. I live here. Right. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a regular guy. Like I, I went to the, the basketball game the other day cause I wanted to watch it. You know, I wanted to watch the game. Right. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to see the basketball game. And then I walked, you know, I'm running a little apartment downtown. I walked home afterwards and people were kind of like shocked that I'd be walking with the people, you know, home. And I'm like, well, I'm a person and I have to get home. <laughs> so, like, you know, so I, you know, I think, I think like, a little too much is probably made of it. That being said, when you talk about the community, I you know I do feel a, a strong part of like all of our lives should be to impact the community and leave a place better than we found it. So um, any way that I can do that, I'm, I'm proud of all the student athletes here at uh, the University of Nebraska. And so whether it was going over to UNO and meeting the hockey team, whether it was watching the women's tennis team last week, whether it was watching gymnastics, women's basketball football, been to track meet, like I'm only going there to support the student athletes, A, because I like to watch sports, but B, you know, I see these kids, I see them in the training tables, I see them training, and so I want to, um, you know, I want to support them, right, so because I want them to be seen, so it's nothing special, like, hey, I want people to be like, wow, Coach Rule's awesome, or Coach Rule's great, or anything, I just, I'm going to go enjoy, you know, living my life, and I'm going to go to dinner, and I'm going to go see shows, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do what everyone else does. Hey, Coach, what do, you, you, you mentioned, you know, being in an apartment and your family's not here, here yet, and I know you also have a bunch of assistants that are there that are probably managing kind of the logistics of, of relocating at different times and all the things. Like, I know nobody, I know you don't want to be, a you know, kind of a woe is me or woe is us sort of a situation, but, like, legit, what is that that uh, that situation like for you and your staff where you're sort of managing the logistics of your life and then going, like, drinking from a fire hose right away with this job as well when it comes to recruiting, l- meeting your current roster, you know, working in the transfer portal, finishing out your staff and those sorts of things. Yeah, the work's the work. The work's fun. I mean, it's you know, this is what we like to do. I mean, I like to I like to recruit. I like to get to know new people. I like to get to know the guys on the team. Um, you know, we've been trying to do a good job of of eating a lot of meals with the guys and spending time with the guys. Whether it's you know, last night we had a, you know meetings and then we had Chick Fil A for everybody afterwards, or you know, going to breakfast and lunch with the guys, or you know, I've been I've been trying to take a couple guys out to dinner here and there just to get to know them. So that, that part's fun. The only part is that's difficult is, as you said, like, you know, just, um, it's not being around my kids, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I did this three years ago and now I'm back away from them for several months at a time. And, you know, every time you see them on FaceTime, they're a little bit more bigger, a little bit different. Yeah. So that, that part's not fun, but, um, you know, that's, you know, we have to make sacrifices in life and I'm, I'm hopefully doing it for the right reasons. Coach, you, you, we've. There's been a lot to do about watching the staff come together. Where, where were guys going to come in? Offensive coordinator, uh, different assistants, the support staff, and um, we talked a lot about before you put your staff together what the size of that assistant pool was going to be. But then we also watched the size of that support staff. What for you? What's the benefit of having a support staff that size? That's the biggest in the Big Ten Conference. Yeah, well, we're we're, we're not we're, we're trying to do it, George. Alabama and Georgia taught everybody how to win nowadays. Okay, and so uh, you have to have people around. Not not we don't have a hundred just like just analysts that are doing football. We have a hundred or whatever. We have thirty, forty. We have people here 
whose jobs are dedicated to either A, recruit athletes, or B, uh, have elite wellness, uh, elite player development, elite relationships. Because in today's age of the transfer portal, um, you, you better have a bunch of people in your organization that wake up every day and are saying, like, hey, what can I do for our student-athletes? How can I help their emotional well-being, mental well-being, career well-being, life skills well-being? Um, so we have a bunch of people here um, that are grinding away at that. Um, a lot of staffs all over the country, that, that they're still putting that on the 10 assistant coaches like they did, you know, 25, 30 years ago. But the world has changed. The, the, the parameters have changed, man. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, they're burning out coaches. And so we, we have a bunch of people here. I mean, we, we work a lot of hours, but we do it uh, for the benefit of the student-athletes. And so, um, you know, it's, it's different than maybe what was here before, but um, people want to be here. And, and most importantly to me, I want people that are waking up every day saying, you know, how can I serve the student-athletes? How can I serve the men of Nebraska football? Coach, I'm, sh- I'm sure you've uh, spent obviously a lot of time over the last couple of months, you know, wa- look, watching film, you know, watching films of potential recruits, transfers, probably the existing team as well, you've gotten to meet meet these guys and, uh, and and those sorts of things, but you still haven't really got to watch them in person play football. And I know you've gone through this at other stops, but like h- how far, how how big of a difference does actually being on the field, getting to see them practice once you get to do that in the spring, uh, how, how far does that take you in really understanding sort of what you've got the character? of team who these guys are yeah you know I, I think you have to reserve all judgment till then and, and more importantly a lot of guys uh who they are as who they are as 18 and 19 year olds is not who they will be as 21 and 22 year olds you know i've got i've got two kids uh, playing in the super bowl for the for the eagles one's on ir once once Hassan reddick who probably should be the defensive player of the year if you would have talked about both of those guys as freshmen or sophomores you would have thought well, maybe they'll be good college players. And then Hassan ends up a first-round draft pick. Sean ends up a draft pick. So, you know, good coaches and good staffs, they develop the student-athlete. So, you know, right now I see I see bodies changing. I see, um, you know, I see guys, you know, getting bigger, faster, stronger, hopefully more confident. Uh, we'll start our, you know, morning workouts with the coaching staff, not just the strength staff this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And then as we get into spring ball, you know, a lot of guys, again, Maybe they're in the right position. Maybe they're not. Maybe they need to lose five pounds, gain five. There's so many things. And so, you know, what I tell our staff is it's not their job to figure out who the starters are going to be next year. It's not their job to worry about the roster. It's their job to treat every player like their own son and say, hey, what's the best way that I can help him get on the field and be successful? And um, we'll do that for every guy. And you know what, what's going to be great is there's going to be some kids, you know, that maybe people aren't really thinking about that are going to end up being really, really good players for the Huskers um, just because of the way that they're working. I know the best mentality for for any profession is to just control what you can control in front of you. Is is there ever something, as, as you've gone through these first couple of months and going forward, just out of the corner of your eye, where the other coaches in through that coaching carousel, especially two that are going to be on your schedule with Deion Sanders at Colorado, Luke Vickle at Wisconsin. I know you talked about trying to play Madden and all of a sudden there's prime on there while you're trying to do stuff with recruits, but is there ever out of the corner of your eye, just keeping tabs on where some of these guys are? Uh, not really keeping tabs. I think the one thing, you know, I mean, I got a lot of free time because when I do get home at night, there's no one there, right? Normally I'm watching the, the Real Housewives or something with my wife or watching a basketball game. Um, so I, I have a chance now. You know, I, I'll get on YouTube and, and coach uh, Sanders. You know, they, they have everything. They film everything, right? And so it's a, really, it's a really cool way of doing it. Kids that go there get a lot of exposure. 
it's not my way of doing it. Like I would prefer not to have any cameras anywhere. I do put some in there and release some videos for the fans and recruits and the guys on the team, right? But uh, they they film a lot of stuff. And so for me, when I can, I, I love to watch it because it's it's like you know watching Hard Knocks. You know, you have a chance to really see what what your guys are doing, and and that to me is um, you know just you know it's a chance for me to be a better coach, watch what other people are doing and saying to myself, Hey, should we be doing this? Should we be doing that? So, uh, any, any chance I get to do that, uh, you know, I definitely will. What's that experience like of, of, of watching your own team? I'm, I'm assuming you went back and watched, watched your own team in previous games, your own players that are coming back to get an idea. What's, what's that experience like? <laughs> you know, you find yourself cheering for them. Are you impressed? What are you looking for at those moments? And, and obviously you know these guys now, but what did that experience kind of make you think about the guys that you do have come back who have, who have sort of been through the roller coaster of what this program's been the last few years? Well, you know, you, you talk about the, the current Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's, you know, it's really what happened to this whole season because, you know, I knew I was obviously involved in this job, whether it worked out or not, I didn't know that. But, you know, so I watched all the games kind of, you know, trying to study the team and study kind of where the program was at. Um, you know, obviously we had kind of agreed that morning and then the, the Iowa game happened. So, you know, watching that game and watching the grit and character of both the coaching staff and the players, I thought said a lot. Um, but, you know, what I like to do right now is I, I literally, I, I, most of the guys on the team, I, I watch you know, kind of a cut-up from the season of them playing. And then I try to watch practices. I think you can learn a lot about a team from the way they practice. Mm. And then a lot of these guys, I go back and watch their high school huddle tapes, you know, like I watch their high school film. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's good if some of the kids haven't played, but I can go back and see their high school film and see sort of what they can do. And, again, I'm not doing that to evaluate them. I'm doing that to help get them in the right spots or give them the opportunities that they deserve. By the way, what is it like uh, staying at your potential boss's house while you're sort of uh, deciding whether or not to keep the job? That had to be an interesting experience, huh? No, well, let me say this. Uh, you know, uh, Angie Alberts made the whole thing uh, uh, be pretty elite. I mean, she she picked us up, and she was, you know, we didn't know them, and she was so uh, kind and unassuming and friendly and gracious and, you know, like my wife is, my wife is like a perfectionist, right? So to like stay at someone else's house, like you know, just without knowing them. And but Angie just made it so, so good, so, so, so comfortable. I think that's a big reason why we felt comfortable about the job. You know, it was just spending that time with Trev and Angie, and knowing that you know, at the end of the day, um, I believe being a head coach, you need to have an elite partnership with somebody. And so I had an elite relationship with my AD at Temple Backdraft, an elite relationship with my AD at Baylor Macros. And so I wasn't going to take a job uh, unless I had that sort of feeling about the next AD and um, probably spending the night. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm kind of a messy guy too. So, you know, my wife may be cleaning everything <laughs> right. up. And, you know, <laughs> like you really got to feel like you got to make the bed really nicely when you leave. I feel no, like yeah, and that yeah. kind of like not leave toothpaste stains, that kind of stuff. Yeah. About a quarter off that thing. You know, like, <laughs> like, like, so. <laughs> but you you reference a little bit, and, and and I know Nebraska fans are really familiar with what you did at Temple, what you did at Baylor, and those transitions. You got a lot of people around you from those situations as well. Do you have any sense? But obviously, not every job is the same. Do you have any any sense of how this this you know I don't know if it's a rebuild is the right word or not? But what you're doing here is it is, is a different because everyone is going to be different. And I know a lot of people are going to say, okay, this is kind of the trajectory. This is how Rule does it. He goes through it. He hires these types of guys. This is what he does. Uh, but how is Nebraska, at least from what you can tell now, how does it feel a little bit different than those, even though I think you're probably hoping for the same result? Well, it's, let me say this. It's definitely a rebuild because, you know, they won, they won four games last year and three games the year before, and I can't, you know, three games. So 
that part of it, you know, like it's, it's not what was happening wasn't working. So it's definitely a rebuild. Now, what does a rebuild mean? And like, I think you rebuild your team every year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think every year you look at what you have and say, okay, what do we need to do? Um, I like the players that are here. Um, I think the team has been close at times, but that's a, that sometimes that can be a disease, right? The disease of being close, the close loss, like, oh, well, we're better than, no, at the end of the day, you go out to play, either you win, you lose, and you go from there. I will say this, when I walked into a temple with a team that I had been a part of, you know, a year before, but they were moving up in conference, right? So anytime you move up in conference, like, you know, like, like, you know, that's, that's going to be difficult, you know? And so, um, that was sort of a challenge early on, uh, was just, we had to get the roster to where it's supposed to be. Um, when I went to Baylor, I was coming off a scandal. We had 45 players. We had, we had three offensive linemen when we finished that spring. I had to move two tight ends to offensive line. I played with two guys on the old line that were less than 280 pounds. I mean, you know, then I know that that season will always be on my record, but you know, I was proud of what we did that year. We, that was hard. Mm-hmm. This is to me, is I mean, this is, this is a, a team that, that you know, won four games that that probably could have won six, but um, that 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 has some good players. Um, you know, uh, I'm excited about where we are, and I don't, I don't, I don't believe that we have to lose. I don't believe we shouldn't have high expectations. We also shouldn't have, we shouldn't have. You know, I, I'm trying to teach these guys. We shouldn't have any expectations other than today. And it's so uncool. And you said earlier, control what you can control, but like really, the great ones, man, they just wake up every day and they worry about today. And so, those are the things that we're trying to rebuild: the players' confidence, right? The players. Uh, expectations. I'm not saying it was wrong. Just you know, I, I haven't been here with them, and the way I do it's different than probably how Mickey and Scott did it. Different than how Coach Riley did it. But I am only going to be able to teach what I know. It's not saying it's any better. It's just what I know. And if the players buy into it, then hopefully we have a chance to be a good team. L- last last question for your coach. We'll appreciate your time. Uh, you're going to get a million questions about the quarterback position over the, over the next few months, and and you know I know you don't have, have an answer about it yet, but I, I, I guess what I always wonder is like it, it, you've got the you know you got a returning starter come back, you got a transfer coming in. I assume, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it, wouldn't it be a, a boon to have two guys with significant starting experience? on the roster come in the fall is that is that something that you really want to see is that kind of the hope with this whole thing or or i know you don't know how it's going to play out but i think a lot of people see that and they're like okay what exactly is going to happen with this yeah again when i say you know no, no expectations I, I really mean that like I, my job is to is to recruit the best players and and put them in in the rooms and so you look at the teams that are winning at a high level right now the georgias the alabamas the you know, Ohio State's to be quite frank, they recruit the best of the best and there's elite competition and, and, and then they let it, they let it rip. Right. So, um, you know, talking about it doesn't really do much, to, you know, for me, it's like, Hey, we, we have to, we have to, uh, uh, recruit the best players when Jeff Sims came available, just an elite player to me. I mean, I just, I've watched him. I think he's an NFL player, uh, watching Casey play last year. I thought he played really, really well, you know, sometimes under really difficult circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we're going to coach them all. You know, I think that, you know, uh, when you watch the things that Chubba did, he did some really good things when he was in there. Um, again, it's sometimes in difficult circumstances. So it's as healthy a quarterback room probably as there is in terms of the depth. I mean, Richard Torres, Logan Smothers has played, you know, Heinrich Harburg is, is a really, really good athlete, one of the fastest guys probably in our combo group. So I've, I've never walked into a room that's good, who plays and all that, but that, that's all going to be earned. Um, you know, but, so I, I think it's a good situation. I think it's a, a real benefit, and I'm excited to see those guys get out there. And obviously, Casey can't do spring ball, but excited to see Jeff and the guys who could do spring ball get out there and really start to learn this offense. 
Coach, I know you're busy. I appreciate your time. I uh, look forward to, to talking to you more. I don't know if you made any grown men cry like Satterfeld did when he was talking about the fullback, but you know maybe that'll come along <laughs> along the way because he definitely did that. There were definitely grown men crying in the state of Nebraska. I heard about it after the fact. Uh, but but do appreciate your time, Coach. Look forward to talking again, and best of luck. We're, uh, we're pulling for you as the affiliate. Thanks, guys.